Welcome back to, to Mental Wellness Mondays where we're joined by our favorite doc, Dr. Nurai. Uh, we invite medical professionals, um, change makers, industry leaders, though, I mean, people at the, the cutting edge of the mental wellness work here in the country and, and abroad to dissect issues that are plaguing us all. And I, I know you guys have been hearing me complain about some sore hips, some sore backs, you know, and basically what I did is I decided, you know what, let me find a free consultation. So thanks to Dr. Nirai, we were able to get a chiropractor who's going to help me figure out what's going on in my lower lumbar. We've got Dr. Amy Ann Blumiers, and she's a proud Zimbabwean chiropractor, entrepreneur, volunteer, and nonprofit founder. She holds a master's degree in chiropractic medicine from the Durban University of Technology in South Africa and is currently running two practices in Harare. And she also is involved with Fix My Posture. And let's do some work um, with wheat, which we'll discuss later on in the interview. But thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Blumiers. Um, first and foremost, what's the beef between doctors and chiropractors? Because I see I see the, the shade being thrown on social media. What's going on over there? Wow. He didn't even, he didn't, he just went straight for it. Right in yeah, the room. Not even a moment. I was, I was told it's an easygoing conversation. I don't know if it's an easygoing conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, I think um, it's very, like it's an historical fight. It's just chiropractic is a very newish profession. I think we're about a hundred and something years old and obviously mainstream medicine has been around for a long time. Um, and they were very wary about chiropractic and, you know, the philosophy around chiropractic, but it's getting better. I think a lot of the, the medical doctors are, you know, kind of seeing that chiropractors are producing research and evidence-based research that's um, proving that, the, you know, we can help with things like back pain and neck pain and sports injuries and, um, and other really fun things. Um, and it's just about awareness. So in Zim, I'm really, really blessed to have a lot of the medical doctors actually refer patients to me and vice versa. Mm, okay, so uh, this beef doesn't extend to Zimbabwe. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to avoid us getting into like one of those. Uh, what What do we have? H Metro. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I, 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 I'm, I'm always just intrigued by it because um, I, I, I have played sports. Um, since I was in high school, so I've I've been seeing physios and uh, mm. and movement doctors for quite some time. And then early on, like some uh, a physio would refer me to a chiropractor, and then I'd go back to my GP. And my GP would be like, "No, chiropractors are quacks. No, you need to see a podiatrist, Phil. Go, go see a real doctor." And I'm like, "But but but they helped me." It was like, "Yeah, that's a placebo effect, Phil." <laughs> But in real- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I I still deal with that sometimes. I mean, it's it's a very real reality. Yeah. Yes, um, and I think Dr. I kind of deals yeah. with the same thing as well. Where it's um, you know, I have, and actually this week I've been helping a patient, and I just kind of went away for ten days, and the patient had an episode of really bad pain, and went to the the neurosurgeon and was told like chiropractic isn't going to help you further than it has now. And I mean, that was hard. It was a hard like thing to take because we'd, we'd had some resolution of 
or at least some improvement of pain. And then just kind of realizing that, you know, some of these battles are just not worth hours to, you know, make or take on. Um, from my perspective, I do the best that I can in terms of chiropractic and the results kind of go and speak for themselves. And a lot of the GPs that have referred to me are not because we're friends, but it's because they've seen the results with a lot of their patients and they go, Hey, actually, I think this could help you. Um, and once again, chiropractic is not the the be all and end all. Dr. Nara and I work very closely together I work with doctors, uh, like I said, GPs, neurosurgeons, physios. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, I mean, there's always going to be some sort of resistance from some way in, you know, it is just what it is, I guess. Okay. But I, but I think the news thrive or ambition to, to provide integrative care is really we want to get to right so you have a variety of practitioners who are helping you because like like you're saying phil you've got back pain and back pain is sometimes really kind of tricky to to treat so you might have to look at nutrition and acupuncture and so maybe you're using um a chinese uh, medicine professional or you're doing dry needling or you you know reflexologist you're trying to do all all these different things. And so I think that's what medicine should really be about is variety of, of offerings to, mm-hmm. so that you heal completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think, um, sorry, Phil, this is Dr. Nyara and I just taking over the show here. <laughs> I mean, go ahead guys. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have some lunch. I'll be back in an hour. It's <laughs> like, oh, there we go. Um, so, I think, you know, the, the, the one thing that I, um, I guess I was going to say is the approach of healthcare is slightly changing to how can we empower the patient to know what tools they have to manage their condition, you know, versus like, uh, you know, previously you were just, you know, it was like, okay, I'm sick. I go to the doctor, I get painkillers. I don't really know what's going on. Or, you know, like maybe the, I don't have to know what's going on. Maybe not that I don't know, but I don't have to know what's going on. I don't have to know how my body functions. I don't have to know if there's other medical professionals that can help me. This is just what it is, is painkiller system. It's changing now because we're kind of trying to educate people to know that there are so many tools that they have and chiropractic is just a tool. GPs, the painkillers, or the diaclofenic injections or whatever it is that you're taking, the naturopathic medicine is all just tools that you can use at different stages of your healing process um, to actually gain health, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I wasn't asking these questions to be um, provocative or to put you under the fire. It's, it's, I also I, I'm very much a, a big believer in in, in, in chiropractic, chiropractic medicine. There we go. Chiropractic, yeah. Um, so it's it's more so to to give people some context because yeah. I do also know people who've been colored by that where. Um, a GP or someone else immediately dismisses it. And I'm like, but all these do seem to help in, in some ways. And ultimately my rationale is even if you believe it's absolutely hocus pocus, if I feel better and it's a placebo effect, doesn't that mean that it's worked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there's, research, there's research behind that. 
you know, there's research behind the placebo. And and really in what's interesting behind with that is also because the bios so okay, so this I'm throwing big words out, but I'll try and break it down. So biopsychosocial. Um, so when you're looking at okay, so I've got back pain, what's causing my back pain? We have to kind of take it from a big view and go, okay, is it a biological problem? Is it a kidney issue? Um, you know, do you have a kidney infection? Is there another biological issue in terms of, um, you know, mechanical uh, nerve entrapment? Um, is it psychological? Because there's research that shows that mental issues like, um, or let me say, issue, not issues, but um, mental disorders like anxiety and depression can lead to back pain. Back pain can also lead to anxiety and depression. So that's an interesting link there. Social, right? It is like if your home situation isn't great or if your work situation isn't great, then that can affect your back pain. Um, And I'll I'll obviously speak about back pain because that's what I do. But we're looking at what are the different factors that actually cause your particular issue? I think... (laughs) I don't know, Dr. Nira, how do you feel about the biopsychosocial kind of integrative? I, yeah, I think it's, it's it's really important. And also, believe, you know, thinking, um, you know, there are lots of people who, especially like in Chinese medicine, where um, emotions get trapped in certain parts of the body, right? And if you're looking at mental emotional connection, the body-mind connection, there's a strong theory about people who are stressing about finances tend to have back pain. So sometimes though you might see a, a direct link based on somebody's emotional health with what's happening with them physically, or maybe structural, right? They're sitting at a desk or they're driving for hours and their posture is off. Um, or they've had, you know, um, they've delivered several babies and they had the epidural and that's caused them to have pain. So it's really kind of, um, Peeling the layers to really find out what's the cause. But there's a strong link between your mental health and your physical health and pain. You know, especially if you notice somebody who's had chronic pain, sometimes they're not nice to be around because they're, that's their only focus, right? There's no space to be happy and joyful when they're in continuous pain. So I think all those are really important. Mm. So I think um, with regards to the mental wellness side, um, and obviously, as I said, like it, it really st- strikes a chord with me because I do deal with some form of chronic pain that can be exhausting, that can take a mental toll. Um, yeah. As a chiropractor and a professional, how best can you help people, especially if they can't afford to see you or see any other chiropractors, wherever they are, what advice and tips can you give them to help manage the pain and not let it affect their mental health adversely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because, yeah, pain does definitely affect mental health, and especially if it's chronic. I always say to people, if you're going to invest in anything, I think the first thing is really knowing what you're dealing with. So diagnosis is key. Mm-hmm. Um. In terms of cost, and I like that you bring it up because it's it's tough, right? When you're trying to think, well, I can keep dealing with this back pain or I can keep, you know, I can just keep, you know, living my life like this because 
can't really afford a chiropractor or well the thing is is that in the biggest scope of things when people don't deal with the pain and don't figure out what the diagnosis is and and how you can treat it later on as it gets progressively worse the cost that you have to deal with for something like surgery or the fact that back pain and neck pain decrease productivity which means you can't work as effectively as you can it's costing you money so that's i often say to people if you're going to invest in something at least the minimum thing is to invest in making sure you know the diagnosis know where it's coming from right so if it is a weight issue um chiropractors can help with nutritional advice right um and so typically with my patients which is something i always talk about because i think it's important is just simply cutting out carbs um you know so that you can lose a little bit of weight and try and just get some balance between the front of your body and the back of your body so your your back doesn't have to do as much work um if you're looking at are you exercising it's a question i ask all my patients um why well because if you're uh if you're not using your muscles you're losing them Mm-hmm. It's a principle of the body. It's it's really interesting, and oftentimes we think we're being productive because we're sitting at desks for eight hours. They say we're sitting on average twelve hours a day. It's insane. We have to remember that we were in jungles and in the you know in the bush and all of that, and so we were running, we were farming, we were trying to find food, so we're very physically active. it's very different in our day and age where we're sitting at computers for 12 hours i've had some patients tell me that they sit at the computers for up to 15 hours it's crazy crazy so it's important for you to exercise um i also talk about posture um on my social media where i'm just really saying okay well learn how to sit if you're going to be sitting for 12 hours learn how to sit properly learn when you need to get up and when you need to sit down so that you know you can prevent um it getting worse and then you know there's stretches and exercises that you can do covid really helped with that in a sense that you don't have to go to gym <laughs> anymore you can actually exercise at home um but once again i always say to everyone your first is important uh figure out what you're dealing with it's better to chase the monster than being chased by the monster so figure out what the monster is so you can chase after it um and then in terms of exercise is also you know invest in someone like a biokinetist who can assess what areas of your body are weak they only you know typically do one session and give you a set of exercises that you can do at home so you don't necessarily have to pay for gym if you can't afford to go to gym um and yeah so so there's I guess there's there's a, a few things that you can do exercise eat right um and but the key is really know what the diagnosis is indeed indeed um and in, in in that regard what have you found to be the most common elements plaguing um zimbabweans uh, with with regards to what we just discussed and are there any pieces of advice you could give 
via an audio platform because that's one of the challenges we have is you can't really show someone how to sit properly on a, on a podcast, yes. but um, as best as you yeah. can um, give people just some advice and then hopefully that's a starting point that they can then take forward. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I think like lower, well, yeah. So, so back pain, <laughs> just because I'm chiropractor, so that's what they're coming to me for. But, um, so yeah, typically lower back, um, a lot of the driving is not necessarily helping because our roads, unfortunately are not the greatest with all the potholes and even on normal roads, there's research that shows that driving actually aggravates uh, back pain or can cause back pain. Um, so, so that's one of the things. The other thing is just stress. Uh, in my research, when I did my master's, uh, we found, which I thought was really interesting. So for the people that reported themselves as stressed, right? Mm-hmm. They were 2.5 times more likely to experience neck pain. Mm. So that just kind of shows obviously, and, and, you know, just in terms of stress, how that links to neck pain. Um, I would say to people is to learn how to manage stress. Sounds crazy, but there are ways to do that. If you listen to like someone like Amy Cuddy on the, um, on Ted talk, what they do is really teach you how to, you know, see yourself in positions of stress and see how you can and shift from feeling overwhelmed in a particular instance to seeing how this, like if, if maybe a work situation and you've got a major project, you can either see it as something that's extremely stressful and then you know, it's overwhelming or you can see it as a challenge. And as you see it as a challenge, it kind of physiologically changes how you respond to stress. So there's research behind just how you can mentally cope with stress. Um, And then in terms of audio wise, I would say to people practice sitting and standing at your desk. So create an artificial standing desk so that you can work at your desk sitting and then you can swap every 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes or so, and then you can stand and you can work at a standing desk. Um, That at least helps to undo the 12 hours of sitting. Um, So that's something. Uh, Like I said to you, exercise is always a good thing. Um, Stretching, if you can do like stretching, which – it doesn't take long. It's 20 minutes of your time and you can do it three times a week. You don't have to do it every day, but you're looking at any form of aerobic exercise or, um, you know, yoga or strengthening back specific back strengthening exercises. Zimbabweans love walking and I'm all for it. The only thing with walking, especially if you don't necessarily have a, a strong core and a strong back is that you'll still struggle with back pain. So just starting to incorporate some level of strengthening exercises, whether it's doing plank or, you know, but um, at the same time, learning how to do it properly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you've come. Oh. Sorry, Dr. Bowen, go ahead. I was going to chime in and say that there's some really good yoga poses. Like the, I, I don't know if people know cat dog move where you kind of mm-hmm. on your, on your knees and then you kind of 
Ah, uh, how am I going to explain this? You're going to arch your back and then you come. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's, you know, so people can look them up. Mm. Um, cat cow um, poses. Mm. You can do downward dog if you're able to do that. The child's pose. So all of these, what you're doing is really kind of stretching and opening your back, you know, or even the um, triangle pose where you're sitting and then you create a triangle with your, with your feet. With mm. your legs. And I want listeners to but know yes, that Dr. Somebody... Poweni is doing all of these stretches on the Zoom right now and her form is just just, mwah, just <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um I think also as as a top tip, um outside of YouTube, which is a, which which has a bunch of, of resources, but issue with YouTube is you don't really know who to vet and who not to vet. Um, the beginning of the pandemic, Nike made all their workouts on their app free and they've remained free since. Um, normally it was 20 bucks wow. a month. Um, so if you would like to start working out or start stretching, I would, the, the first place I would say is go to the, the Nike app because those are all accredited trainers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe as the doctors have said, to make sure your form is correct, just make sure you have, if you can get someone to watch you or just even a mirror and say, yeah, okay, well, this person's doing it this way. You're doing it totally wrong. Um, that could, that could be a low cost way to, to at least start. But, yes. um, seeing, uh, a kind of silly, a kind of, his words, kinesiologist is also an option. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And I think sometimes people are so afraid because they, you know, some of those exercises seem advanced. So if you can find like modified poses or somebody who kind of breaks it down for you, that's kind of helpful. Um, Cause I think sometimes injuries occur because we, we want to do the boot camp kind of exercise and we're not yet ready for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. So. Fun fact, I, 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 yesterday, no, no, it was Monday, actually. Monday, I did a workout that I used to do like five years ago. And I used to do this, I used to do this workout program. And on Monday, I did one workout. I, I'm still feeling it today. It's, it's so so. Everything hurts. It's so much pain. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like you exercise, it's sore. You don't exercise, it's sore. It's, uh, it's like... I was like, what do you want from me? But, uh, you know, what's, what's interesting is the, the exercise sore is, is always so much, so, so much better, even just mentally, which I think is so good. It's like when you, you know, you're sore from exercise, you feel good. It's like, well, I, I did something, you know, and you can have a little laugh when you're trying to, you know, if you've done leg day and you're trying to sit on the toilet, that's always very. Fun. I was, but, I was about to say, know? I was about to say, you're, you're talking like someone who hasn't done leg. I'm going to send you this workout and I'm going to send you the, the leg day workout and we'll talk afterwards for three days. I can't, the thing is, you can't even, you can't even sit because everything goes numb. It's just, you can't drive because you, every time you sit, and, and ah, no guys, ah, it's too much. Man. Even getting up from the toilet, all the seats, you can't have Oh my God. The, the worst part about doing leg workouts is just like those random moments when your legs give out. Like you just be walking, then all of a sudden your legs just give out because of the pain. <laughs> and now people think you're drunk. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a very specific and niche conversation. Uh, let's bring it back, Phil. Let's bring it back. Um, so, 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 yes, Doc. Um, I think that the other issue, as you mentioned, is. And I found myself going down this road as well is pain treatment. You're in chronic pain. You start treating with medication um, that can then affect um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Your vibrance, your, your, your ability to work out again because you, you hopped up on meds. So you're not as motivated to work out anymore. And then it just creates this the cycle, which is not only going to impact your weight, but also your mental health. What advice or tips can you give to people who are dealing with chronic pain? Um, and once again, let's say they have limited options available to them. Um, what are some of the tactics that they can use from a mental standpoint or even just um, routine wise to help them manage the pain and also not get into that terrible spiral? Uh, I will start with using James Clear's quote. Um, you don't rise to the level of your systems. You no, you don't rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems. And uh, I think what that really speaks to is all of us know what it feels like to start our New Year's resolution with a list of amazing goals. I'm going to be in gym. I'm going to eat well. Because ultimately, with all the information we have, we, we have a lot of information. We know a lot of things, right? But where we tend to fall is that we haven't created healthy systems um, to support a healthy lifestyle. And the reason why we haven't done that, I, I think I'm speculating, is that we still function out of disease care. It's like, how do I manage my disease? How do I manage my back pain? How do I manage my blood pressure, you know, my high blood pressure? And we're not, we're not really focused on health in itself, right? Um, I think of myself as an optimistic pessimist. I think we come into this world sick. Um, you know, even if you look from an epigenetics perspective, uh, they've been able to show that we can pass on, um, you know, kind of disease from generation to generation or, you know, even from a mental perspective, we can pass on fear which is really interesting. So if we take it from the standpoint that we're not well, then the goal is that we want to be well, right? We want to be healthy. And one of the things that I, I do with my patients, if they want to go on a food diet, whatever is like, write down what you're trying to achieve, write down why this is important for you to do, right? And then let's create systems in place. Have you booked out specific times for you to exercise? Have you booked out, you know, in terms of your, maybe your, your diet, if you're overweight, um, you know, I can, I can go have a look at like, if you're buying junk food in your home, that's what you're going to eat. Right. So what systems are you creating in that space? Um, and what is your motivation? And sometimes motivation can't, or not sometimes, but I think if your motivation is, I want to look good, it's not sustainable. If your motivation is I want to be around long enough to play with my kids or I want to, you know, everyone almost assumes that oh, I can't have kids when I'm older because I want to, I won't be able to play with them at 60. And I'm going, no, you won't be able to play with them at 60 because you're unhealthy, not because you're 60. So we have to take a step back from like, what exercise you should do and what nutrition you should, you know, because there's diets everywhere and exercise plans everywhere and ask yourself, what is your goal? Is, is it to be pain-free? Is it to be functional? 
Is it to be able to be, you know, productive at work? Whatever it is, it, it needs to be a big enough motivation, right? Um, and then you can take that step into like what exercises should you start doing? What nutrition, you know, what what's a healthy body weight, um, you know, ETC. Mm, mm, mm. I, I think that's pretty sound advice. So guys, uh, stop, stop buying snacks. Unless a snack company wants to sponsor us, then obviously you know, we'll, we'll make a loophole. But yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't know. Is there anything else that you, you you guys feel that we need to cover to to help our listeners, um, particularly in this regard? Um, I'd like to add that sometimes it's a uh, it's a nutrient deficiency. So time pain or structural issues might have to do with magnesium, right? So we, we majority of people tend to have a, a deficiency in magnesium. So, um, you know, and that would also help with sleep, which also helps with mental health, which also helps with pain reduction. Um, so, you know, f- seeing if you have a magnesium deficiency or if you start to take magnesium, um, Possibly at night, it also will help with anxiety and, and um, depression as well. So, just eating well. I think you touched on that, um, Dr. Amy, about just healthy eating. Um, that goes a long way to reducing inflammation, which reduces pain. So, all of it is very much connected, right? So, we're just seeing how there's a really strong body mind connection. So, mm. Um, yeah, we're talking about chiropractic care and structure, but it, yeah, it also has an effect on your mental health. Um, and mental I think it's, health. you know, mental, yeah, I think what's also interesting is is sleep, right? It's like, I don't think people, I, like I, I, or I say people, but I, I'm guilty of that. It's like not really recognizing how important sleep is, um, you know, especially when it comes to your healing, Um it is just very, very uh, interesting how sleep deprived we are as a people now. Um, and the culture is almost like a hustle culture, uh, you know, four hours of sleep and, you know, get up before. And it's, it's like your body, you know, needs rest to heal. And so it goes back to the systems that we create. Um, and why am I saying this? Because oftentimes most we're looking at productivity, you know, it's like, how productive can I be? How much can I do? You know? And, and in that sense is you, you actually not going to be very productive if you have back pain. Um, there's a lot, a lot of studies that show that uh, back pain is one of the leading causes of disability in the world. Um, and if you're looking at that, it's that you struggle to work, to be, you know, present with your family. Um, I think they were saying something close to about 13, it's about 13 hours a month that you lose um, to back pain or something around those lines. But in essence, it's just that you lose hours of productivity. And, And then you're looking at presentism versus absentism. So back pain can actually cause you to, you know, not go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the other thing that it can do is, is your back pain, even though you are at work, can decrease your productivity. And so, you know, they call it presentism. Right. So we're looking at at that chronic 
pain and chronic pain treatments. And I guess, you know, I'm trying to tie it in with the whole mental, you know, wellness thing, just because it's the idea that, okay, if we've got chronic pain, well, let's chase after the monster, right? And it's like, how do you chase after the monster? Or maybe it's the magnesium. Maybe you need to see the the naturopath or the chiropractor. Maybe you need to add more strength exercises or you need to lose a bit of weight or you need to add, you know, have better diet or you need to watch your posture and learn about how to sit, how to stand, um, you know, uh, learn how to manage the pain. If you have back pain, what do you use at home? You can use heat. You know, oftentimes I say to people use a wheat bag or a hot water bottle because heat helps stimulate blood supply to muscles and that also helps reduce muscle pain. Um, but, you know, you kind of have created systems around chasing after, you know, the monster in a sense. Mm. So essentially what you're saying is we need to be more proactive instead of reactive. Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. All right. Um, well, I think th- this was, this was really helpful. Um, I, I've, I've got a very uh, nerdy angle I'd like to go down, but the listeners won't appreciate it. But one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. Well, I'm watching. so curious though. I'm very curious. One of my favorite pastimes, I kid you not, is watching um, chiropractic videos. Um, some, to, some, oh. some, some to relax, just some to to pick up on on stuff. Because, like I said, it's like when you're dealing with pain, you start trying to figure out. So, like, there's a doctor called Doctor Mondragon, and then her brother they're like a, a chiropractic family and she does like uh what's it called uh guncha where she like scrapes she does like scraping and then yeah mm-hmm. the, the brother's very good at like using inversion tables and, and stuff like wow. that wow you look at you look at you all your uh no, I, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very deep in it. So, like, I, I, I've even started figuring out, like, how, how do I loosen my L four? You know, how do I mobilize my thoracic spine? You know, so I've got some home rigs to, for, for self cracking and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can we talk about that? Can we talk about the self cracking thing? Go ahead. Because a lot of people do it. <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily crack for the sake of cracking. I, I stretch, and then during in the process of stretching, for example, it'll okay. like I'll crack. But I, I don't, I, I don't like, especially with my back. I'm not trying to, but I do have a few tools like a roller, and there's this massager that's re- actually really, really good. It's shaped like uh, an X, but it's concave and it's got balls on on each tip. Okay, and it's actually yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's actually perfectly designed, as you mentioned, like because of high stress, I had a lot of tension in my traps and my neck, and and just by my atlas. So yeah, I lay down <laughs> and I, once again, like dog. Once again, you know when you're in pain, you start re- you, you start learning all the terms. Like okay, that's where that is. I, I okay okay. <laughs> I, I, I know I about it. I went to school for six years and here you are talking about things I learned over the <laughs> I, I know about where, where all the nerves, where all the nerves that hijack the neural pathways are like, you know, like just here by your trap when you squeeze hard enough and then you feel it behind your eye. Like I know how to relieve pressure there. All that stuff. Yeah. So this, this thing is actually perfectly placed where if I lie on the floor, I can place it on either side, just below my atlas. And then the other part will pr- apply pressure to either side of my trap muscles. And it helps with the, not only the pain, but I get more mobility because before I couldn't do this anymore. Like I couldn't look left. And then, 
And yeah, yeah, yeah. just doing that every morning for like 30 minutes while I meditate fix that problem immediately. Wow. So I love, you know, I love that you say that because remember in the beginning I spoke about the tools that you have in your in your arsenal to be able to deal with the stuff, right? So it's like you've got the massage gun, you've got the meditation, you, you know, um I I also like how are you sleeping? You know, that's something that it's if you were sleeping on your tummy, you're probably going to have more back pain than someone that sleeps on their side mm. with a pillow. And I, you know, once again, we're on audio, but if you had to imagine when you're standing, the distance between the side of your, of your face in a sense and or space, your head and the end of your shoulder and a pillow height that kind of keeps your head in neutral. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people have this like super high pillow or super low pillow and then, or super flat pillow. And then it's like you're kinking, you know? And mm. so if you have like a nice pillow that keeps your head in neutral and you're laying on your side and then, you know, you put a pillow in between your legs. Um, and obviously when you're sleeping, like I'm, I don't know mm. if, you know, maybe I'm the only one that's kind of like a starfish sometimes and I move a lot, but I think the idea is, you know, you start off with it and see how long you can stay in these healthy positions for, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you're a tummy sleeper, which I blame my mother. Okay. She doesn't know this, but I blame her for making me sleep on my tummy as a kid. This is why I sleep on my <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that as an adult. Like that's like, no, what? <laughs> It's like a lizard on like a window. It's like the it's the cutest thing. But no, okay. Well, anyways, what they say it is is actually comfort. Is that you you know your your tummy is such an area of comfort. So if you are a tummy sleeper, if you are quite anxious or you're depressed, that's you know that's typically a position that you're most likely going to want to sleep in because it gives you comfort. Is just take a pillow and put a pillow. If you're laying on your side, is put a pillow against your tummy to give you that same sensation. Um, so that's, these are tools that you can use, right? If you've got a bit of neck pain, rolling a small pill, a small towel up and putting it under your neck and just laying on the floor for a little bit to help increase the curve in your neck, um, you know, are tools that you can use to help, you know, mm-hmm. get well, get healthy. Yeah. I was going to say another, another trick that I, that I, I soon learned is pregnancy pillows. A one. Oh yes. Mm. Yeah. I recommend those. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. Or, or the, the other trick is getting a tennis ball and a sock. You put the, the, the tennis ball in the sock and then you let go up against the wall and you find the knot in your neck and you just rub against that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all of these things, hey. I know, and I'm just blown away. He used Atlas. I'm like, what? No, yeah, yeah, no. He even he even used neural pathway at some point, and I thought, geez, like, nah, you know, you weren't warned. You're like, this is this is the super nerdy podcast. Uh, When I when I'm interested in something, I I go deep. I'm I'm very I'm very weird. Like my ADHD is like that. Like if 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 I somehow become interested in, in stuff like this for like for a month, all I'll do is I'll just research everything and that's how i came yeah. across all the all these chiropractic yeah. videos so i don't do it but like i even know how to i i, I can pop i can pop toes if i want to pop like your, your toes and crack them i can i, I know how to do that but i'm just like 
derivative was the point. It's terrible. It's terrible. The, the worst is when you're sitting with someone who feels like they know how to do that and then they see your toes and they think, no, this is definitely what I'm going to do. It's like, no, please just... But I really want to go, I really want to bring up the point of the self-adjusting. And I know you don't do it, but like a lot of people do. And what happens is people will kind of position their neck or whatever, or their back, and then they will just adjust and they'll find some relief. The problem with that is that you're not necessarily moving the stuck joint. So as chiropractors, what we're doing is we're looking for mobility in the spine And if your joint gets stuck, then typically that's where you have a point of inflammation and you get muscle spasms in that area, right? And so the muscle spasm then kind of leads to the the trigger points that you were talking about when you feel the knots in your traps or knots Mm. in your neck. And those can cause headaches, right? So Mm. tension headaches, vicogenic headaches. Um, But the idea is, is if it's stuck, the joints above and below it are going to move a little bit extra because your brain wants to keep you functional. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, your what will then happen is instead of shutting your body down when you have an injury or shutting your body down when an organ's not working properly, your brain just kind of goes, well, we just need to keep going. So we'll do whatever we can to keep going until the point where you're flat on your back. So one of the compensations in this case is that the joint above and below the actual stuck joint is hypermobile. So it's moving too much. But the, 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 the nerve innovation or the communication to the brain doesn't go one joint to the brain, you know, straight to the brain. It kind of goes to a group of joints. Now, what then happens is when you self-adjust, and you hear the popping sound and you feel better, all you're doing is moving the hypermobile joint. So you're moving the joint that's basically moving too much and not the stuck joint. So you're not fixing the problem. It's almost like a painkiller, like an anti-inflammatory, right? When it comes to musculoskeletal pain. If you're taking an anti-inflammatory for chronic pain, um, you're not fixing the problem. You're just putting a bandaid over a flashing light on your dashboard. So the self-adjusting is exactly the same thing, right? Mm. Um, Which is why if you find that you're constantly needing to crack your neck or pop your back, it's a good idea to go and visit a chiropractor so they can find the stuck joint, the the cause of the problem and adjust it and fix it. Mm. 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 I hear you. And I I think that's also valuable information for the people out there because there are a lot of people that like to self-adjust. I'm not one of them. Amateurs. <laughs> but yeah. um I think you just like all in a sock game. Sorry. You just like to use the tennis ball in a sock. Yeah, that's that, that's mainly for like muscle spasms and muscle pain. Um or if 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 it's a mobility thing, um I've got like like really strong bands and then I've tied them to the wall. So like if I want to stretch out, for example, I'll wrap them around my wrist and I'll use those to stretch because it's, it's almost like having a kinesilio. Hey, hey, why is this word keep failing me? Even though I see them every week, a kinesiologist um, do those mobility yeah. exercises. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So like once you figure out 
um, the mechanics of what they're doing with regards to like stretches and, and, and pain relief. I'm like, Oh, okay. I can figure this out at home. Um, it's mostly just to cut costs, you know, in this yeah. economy, doc, you've really got to pinch the pennies. If both doctors, if you'd like to just let our listeners know where they can get hold of you, that would be great. Dr. Amy. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am um, on social media. Uh, Dr. Blumiers is my uh, social media handle. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and I do work out of the Borodale Trauma Center um, is the, the place that I work out of, but my numbers are all on the social media. Um, and then I did run a, a fix my posture series during COVID times, um, which I just kind of spoke about how to sit, how to stand, um, what stuff can help you, the mental aspect of posture. Um, so, you know, I think if you're looking to just, you know, help make your posture a bit better, then that's a cool way to actually start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Perfect. And of course, we can always get hold of Dr. Uriah on Sage Restorative on all the socials and Dr. Uriah on Twitter. Thank you so much, Dr. Uriah, and the people at Why to Love and Thrive. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dr. Amy. Thank, this you. Thank uh, you. It was such an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure. You, you flatter us. If you really are honored, we want free consultations. <laughs> yes, we want we want our atlas adjusted, and I want a bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, no, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget, you can also send in your questions for mental wellness Mondays. Just head on over to truebrooktrimbles.com forward slash help. Thanks to everyone who sent in their emails recently. We're going to get to those in a future episode. And yeah, don't forget to follow us on social media, Two Broke Trimbles. 